Today we talk about embryo grading. How do you decode that embryo report card? I'm Dr. Mark Amos, and this is Taco About Fertility Tuesday. Today, we're going to be diving in to the fascinating world of embryo grading. We're going to talk about what does the grading mean on the potential of it implanting, and does it mean that your child's going to be a genius or not a genius? We're going to talk about how grading is impacted by doing PGT and knowing if they're euploid, meaning genetically normal. As a patient, these report cards are very scary, and a lot of people are very worried that they won't get pregnant from them or it could mean that they could have an unhealthy baby. Today, we're going to break down these myths and give you some clarity. So let's decode these microscopic report cards and understand what grades like A, B, C really mean for an embryo's journey in the world of IVF. So the first part here is understanding what embryo grading is. It's essentially a way for us to discuss how the embryo looks, and that can be associated with pregnancy rates, meaning implantation and then being pregnant. But where some of the anxiety can come from is that there are different ways to grade embryos. Some clinics may use a system called the Garner system, which uses A, B, C. Other places may use something similar where everything is broken up into thirds, but uses good, fair, poor. And then others might use a system called the Morris system, which has A, B, C, D, E, F, where everything isn't broken into thirds, but instead it's broken into one-sixth, basically. To better understand that, think of, let's say, if you're grading people and trying to figure out who are the prettiest people. If you use the grading system of one, two, three, everybody would have to be put in those. So one, let's say being Brad Pitt, would be the best, and three would be Keratop. And so it really limits how you can put people in those categories versus if you have one through 10, Karakot top can be 10 and I don't have to be a number three. I can be a three now and it doesn't mean the same because the grading is spread out more. So one of the things is when you have an ABC or a good, fair, poor, you're limiting your grading to just those three categories. And that does make it more difficult because you have to put everything into those. And so some systems like to use a grading system that spreads it out more, allowing you to really tease out the best from the best and the worst from the worst. Now, when we think of grades, we think of like when we were in high school. A's are better than B's, B's are greater than C's and so forth, just like good is better than fair and fair is better than poor. But the question is, What is the potential of the embryo and what does it mean for the embryo? Because we're told in school, if we have straight A's, we're probably going to do very well in college. But that's actually not true because there are people who do very well in school and don't do very well then in college. And that's when people do other type of tests to figure that out. But before we go there, let's delve in this a little bit more. So just like grades, If someone has an A, a B, or a C, you know they can still be successful in life. They may do great in college. I have many friends who didn't do well in high school and did great in college. 
Well, the same thing goes with an embryo. An A may do better than a B, and a B may do better than a C, but it doesn't mean that they can't work even if they're a C. Now, statistically speaking, yes, embryos that are A do better than Bs and Cs. That is true. So you don't have to lose hope if you have an embryo that's a B, but you do need to be concerned compared to if it's a C because in that situation, it's the lowest of the low. Now, at our clinic, we use the Marius system, so our Cs would be equivalent to like a B at another clinic. And that's because our system is spread out more, so we're able to grade things a little bit different. Now, other systems with the ABC, usually they don't freeze embryos at C or embryos in the poor category because those are the worst. Sometimes to get around that, what they'll do is they'll combine those. So they'll call it like a C+. And so they don't freeze the C's, but they'll freeze the C pluses. Or in the good, fair, poor, they'll say a fair, poor. That way it's not the poor, so they can still freeze it. Why this is important is you need to know what grading system you're using. So many of our patients get scared because they read online how bad C embryos are. And then we have to explain them, but ours goes all the way down to F. So C isn't as bad as they thought. Matter of fact, our C pregnancy rates are very good. So if your clinic says C, then don't worry about it. First, find out what their grading system is. If their grading system only goes to C, then yes, that is concerning. But there's a little twist in this story. And that twist is, is that you can then go and biopsy these embryos. And then you can test them to find out if they're euploid. Euploid meaning genetically normal. And what's interesting is when you find out they're normal, things start to change a little bit. So this would be equivalent to saying if Sally and John were both in high school, and let's say Sally ended up having Bs, and John had all As, well, then we're all thinking John's probably going to do a lot better than Sally. But what's interesting, if you knew Sally's IQ score or maybe her SAT scores, you may actually know that Sally is going to be more successful because now you went and you standardized the test. And so you have inside information now to know it doesn't matter about those grades because we know something more important, that in a standardized test or in the IQ score, she's going to do better than John. See, in academics, grades matter. But what's interesting is grades really are not very predictable if someone's going to be successful when grades are looked at in high school versus the real world. But when you do take standardized tests that include like IQ scores, SAT, ACT, they are much more predictable. Well, that is exactly what happens with embryos. And so why is that? Well, because when you're looking at ABC, we're looking at morphological findings. And when someone's younger, such as let's say under 25, almost every embryo is good. So the ABC is just talking about how the cells look, which we'll get into a little bit more here, and that helps with implantation. But if the embryo is abnormal, it's not going to work. So when you're young, they're almost all good, so the grading kind of works. But when you get more mature, most of the embryos are abnormal. So an A means nothing if the embryo is abnormal. It's like having straight A's in high school and having the worst scores on SAT. You're probably not going to be successful. Well, the same thing happens with the embryo. And what's interesting is then when you get the euploid score, the ABC 
starts to not have as much importance now. Now, there's no question A's still do better than B's and C's, but it's much less. So what that tells us is the reason the A's do better than B's and C's without testing is that because more of the A's end up being genetically normal. And then more B's than C's are genetically abnormal. So that's kind of why they line up like that. But once you know the grades, it doesn't matter as much anymore. If your C is genetically normal and your A is abnormal, the C wins every single time. So the big question is, what are we even grading? Are we just saying it looks really good? Or are we saying there's certain things about the embryo that we know can affect implantation? Well, it's not a beauty contest, but it is involved with beauty. There are several things they look at when they're grading an embryo. One is looking at cellular level. So it does matter where you are grading. If you're grading at day three versus day four versus day five, very few clinics do day four grading. It's very difficult. It's a morula, compacted. You really can't grade much. So very few places do that. I actually only know of one. Day three grading doesn't happen much anymore because most people are not doing day three transfers, at least not good clinics. Some still do it, and there's nothing wrong with that, but very few do. The principles are still somewhat similar, but the grading is slightly different. So most of this is going to be on day five embryos we're going to talk about. And so when you look at the embryo, the first grade is going to be a number. That number is going to be discussing where the embryo is in the hatching process. So it goes from one to six, where one would be a completely collapsed early blastocyst that hasn't even started to develop fluid inside the cavity. And six would be a completely hatched embryo where it's already out of its shell. Five would be hatching and so forth. So the number is just telling you the stage at where the embryo is at in the embryo's kind of short life so far. And what you'll notice is, is that embryos that are biopsied are usually going to be four and above, whereas embryos that are frozen can be as low as three. That's because when you're going to do a biopsy, you do need some space between the cells to be able to biopsy the trophectoderm cells versus the inner cells. Then you usually have a grading of the trophectoderm, which is the outer cells that make up the placenta, and the intercellular mass, which is the cells that make up the baby. And what you're looking at is the number of cells. You want to see lots of cells. Lots of cells is proliferation, which is good. And so in the trophectoderm, you're going to look at how many cells are. Are there a whole bunch or are there fewer cells? On the same token, you want to look at sym symmetry. Are the cells somewhat evenly around the same size, or do you have big ones and small ones, and they're a little bit asymmetrical? You want symmetry. The more symmetry, the better. Having asymmetry will lower your score. The next thing is looking at granulation. How do the cells look? Is there a lot of granulation? Do they look clean and smooth? Is there fragmentation occurring where there's these little tiny blebs inside of the zona pellucida, which is the shell that keeps the embryo? All of those are used to give you a grade. But there's one thing that's not in the grade, which is what day did it take to, to get to that stage? Meaning, did the embryo get to that stage on day five, day six, day seven? Well, that matters. And it actually matters more than you think. An embryo 
that can be frozen by day five or six does better than an embryo on day seven. And this kind of matches up with that analogy, right? If I told you that, you know, Sally and John both had the exact same grades and that Sally and John had the exact same SAT scores, you may say, yeah, they seem like they're both very good. But then you found out that it took John until he was 25 to finish high school because he had to keep doing it over and over again. You may start to suspect that it took a little bit too long for John and John probably sucks. Well, we see the same thing with embryos. Embryos that lag and take longer, even if they're genetically normal, tend to not do as well. And so the pregnancy rates can be severely affected, even with a day seven embryo that's euploid. At our clinic, we have seen some differences even between day five and six, but it depends why it was frozen on day six. If it was a biopsy, it may have just been pushed that day to allow for the biopsy. But if they weren't biopsied, we usually do see a difference between day five and six that are just frozen on those days. But there's another thing that we haven't talked about. Who's doing the grading? I mean, clearly someone grading at Harvard is going to be different than someone at a community college. Now, it doesn't mean it can't be equal, but the point is, if someone's being more liberal with their grades or they're being tougher with their grades, it can affect the chances. So if one clinic is giving out A's to everybody, they're like, Oprah, you get an A, you get an A, and everyone gets an A, you're probably not going to have some differences in pregnancy rates based off of grading, but you're going to actually have a lot of variability in that grading. So an A may do horrible at that clinic compared to another clinic. Whereas a clinic who grades really tough, their Bs may do better than the A's at that other clinic because they're so stringent on their criteria. And so they leave the best for the best of A. And so their criteria is going to be more predictable. You'll see less variability in each grade because they're being very accurate. This is why when I get embryos from a clinic, I always look up the CDC rates of what that clinic had for under 35, because then I can kind of get a better idea of how good they are at grading. When you live locally around other clinics, I get to see their embryos a lot. And so I know which clinics are better at grading and truthful compared to the ones who just want to make everyone feel good and give A's and B's out to everyone. So now that we've talked about how the grading happens and what the grading means, we haven't really talked about what does it basically predict. And that's what we're going to talk about next because there's a couple predictions in it. The first prediction is what is the chance of getting pregnant, which means the chances of implantation. Now, the grade of the trophectoderm is going to affect implantation more. Now, the total grade between the intracellular mass and the trophectoderm are going to affect continuing pregnancy. What I mean by this is if you have an embryo that is BA and you have another embryo that is AB, technically, the BA embryo has a better chance at implantation because his trophectoderm is a little bit better than the other one, which has the B score. Whereas the AB has a better intracellular mass, which means the baby is doing better. Now, keep in mind, this is not predictive to the T. So don't feel like you need to use a BA embryo if you want to use your AB embryo because you're picking a gender. Pick the embryo you want. The point is, is that I want you to understand what each of those letters mean when they're referring to the different tissues. If you have euploid embryos, 
then the grading still matters, but the, the difference between an A and a C is much less. So before, an A versus a C might be a 50-60% difference in pregnancy rates. Now, it might be a difference of 10 to 20 because now you're only putting back the normal embryos. The grading kind of doesn't matter anymore. It just matters about the implantation and the quality of it continuing to a clinical pregnancy. But what about the IQ of the baby, the health of the baby? Does it matter? I mean, does having an AA embryo mean you're going to have the next Einstein? Or does having a CC embryo doesn't mean you're going to have Homer Simpson as your son? The point is, the embryo grade does not in any way predict the IQ of your kid or the health of your kid. You can have an AA embryo and your kid may not be the next Einstein. Your AA embryo could have a child that has medical problems later in life. So it's very important. Don't be worried about the grade and how your baby is going to be. It's just a measure of the implantation potential leading to a pregnancy and eventually a live birth. In the end, just like in school, grading has some association and some minor predictive value. But to go the next step, you need things like standardization to figure out the differences between embryos, which is what PGT is, pregenetic testing. And it's important to understand that prior to PGT, the grading can change between different schools, such as Harvard and community college, and different clinics. And additionally, teachers can make differences in gradings. And so who's grading can make a difference as well, just like it can be between different clinics or even embryologists in the clinic. But usually that variability is very minor between the embryologists. In the end, the grade of the embryo is not going to determine if your child is intelligent, not intelligent, healthy or not healthy. It is purely there to help us determine which embryo is the best embryo to put back to help you have the highest chance of success on your first embryo transfer. Even with a euploid embryo, it is not prophecy that that embryo is going to implant. There are other things that could be going on, which we'll save for a further episode. So whether you're holding a report card with an A, or if you're holding a report card with a C, know that the story of life has many chapters. And the grade is just the beginning. I can assure you, I have many, many stories of patients getting pregnant with C's, and I have some patients not getting pregnant with A's, which would be the equivalent in the other categories of A versus B and good and fair. Meaning, at our clinic, we do transfer C's, which is our lowest grade, and those grading systems, B sometimes is the lowest grade that they'll transfer or fair will be the lowest grade that they transfer. But the point is, even embryos that had lower grades still ended in live births. If you did PGT testing and know you have a euploid embryo, well then throw that report card out the window. It just really doesn't matter as much anymore. Hopefully this was a useful episode for you. I bet if you're going through IVF, it could really help. Even if you're not going through IVF, maybe you have a friend who's going through and let them know about this episode. It might be very useful for them. As I always say, if you enjoy this show, please tell people about it. Give us a five-star review on your favorite medium if you love it. And most of all, keep coming back. I look forward to talking to you all again next week on Talk About Fertility Tuesday. 